Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. William, the subject of planning, the subject of mission, vision, let's start with planning. What, what exactly is, is planning and why is it important or, or long-term planning important in the life of the individual? Well, so planning is simply an intentional process of um, making purposeful decisions about tomorrow or the future. Now, it's important because everything exists in a certain framework. It's either it is mental or it is physical. And I'm sure you, you would know the law of first creation, which says that everything is created twice. First, mentally, that's the first creation. And then before it comes to birth physically, and that's the second creation. And it says without the first creation, nothing meaningful will be created. I know that when we get into realms like this, especially spiritual people uh, feel uneasy because they say that, uh, why do you act as if all is yours and you det- you are the all in all, you determine the purposes and everything. But you see, I, I submit forcefully that it is really godly to plan right. because the God we serve is actually a planner. Hear him when he says in Isaiah, um, he, he says that long ago I formed it. Give us the, the, the verse if you can. Um, let me look for it very quick. Isaiah 37 verse 26. Right. He says, have you not heard? Long ago I ordained it. From ancient time I planned it and now I have brought it to pass. Right. So that, that tells me really that the, the God that we serve, for which purposes we say that we would want to leave everything to him, really is a God of, of planning. And so if we are called to be God-like, then it is godly to plan. Right. But indeed, when you plan, what you are really saying is that God, everything that you have given me, all the, the skills, the attributes, the, the potential that you have placed inside of me, here I am submitting it to you and saying, help me make the most of it. So planning is for purposes of being intentional in determining the outcomes of things. And without that, we would really live to chance and um, maybe expect miracles. Right. So for the purposes of those who heard the, the quote but did not hear the source, it is Isaiah 37 verse 26 that says, did you not hear long ago, I'm going to ask you about long ago right after this, how I made it from ancient times that I formed it, now I have brought it to pass that you shall be you should be for crushing fortified cities into heaps of ruins. If, oh. if I may just add to that, because there's some who say that, okay, this is God. But Jesus Christ himself, right. he had a vision. Right. He had a mission statement. He quoted in Luke 4 verse 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, and release those who are oppressed to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. Right. That, and if you find, if you look at closely how he lived, it was really in fulfillment of this mission right so you you jump to mission but let me keep you back in long-term planning you mentioned long ago Mm. long ago um okay i think last week or like a couple of weeks ago i read luke 14 28 just to underscore the fact that jesus particularly encouraged us anyone who sought to build 
to first sit mm. down. I, I, the, the part I, I like was the sit down. I mean, <laughs> and count the first. The, the, the part I like was that you should sit down because it means that you, you can't just say you're playing, you're walking around, just jumping, jumping. You have to sit down. And so for the benefit of those who uh, are listening, um, Luke 14 verse 28 says that for which of you intending, intending mm. to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. That's Isaiah Luke um, 14, verse 28. I really love the second part as well. Take, I, I, I like the one so too. You, says, you, go, you go for a fight you are not pre- prepared for. Call a truce yeah. while the person is afar yeah. off. Don't wait until they come close. And this is possible when you do strategic planning you, right. you, you prepare in advance right. so it's very it's, it's it sits in the context of um of planning purpose vision mission and all of that right and so let me start let me let, let's settle down to our key aspect of planning we want to focus on today and our focus today is on mission and vision so some somebody's listening and says listen they, they, they sound the same let me give you a quote to start us off on our discussion. I'm going to ask you, what exactly is mission? But Zig Ziglar, somebody I, I love very much, he, he says, outstanding people have one thing in common, an absolute sense of mission. An absolute sense of mission. He almost makes it sound like without a clear sense of mission, you cannot be outstanding. William, what exactly is mission? When Zig Ziglar says, Outstand, all outstanding people have an Absolute. Absolute means non-negotiable. What would you call a mission in your own opinion? Right. So a mission simply would be um, why you exist. Right. Um, it's a, a, a definition of who you are today. Right. Why you exist. What you you are about doing now. And um, it's also embodies your your values, the how or how you are not going to do what you you live or you exist for. To make it easier for us, do, do you do you know your own mission as a person? Yes. <laughs> Let me put you on the spot. So <laughs> can our listeners find out? Sure. We, so here here we are. The the, the personal mission of Doctor William Ochi from William was the mission. Well, so um, I, exist, I exist to walk in constant harmony with the Holy Spirit and live true to the ideals of teamwork, humility, relationships, integrity, vision, and excellence, honing my God-given talents and deploying them to inspire emerging leaders, impact organizations and ministries, and influence career professionals and Christians through consciously designed knowledge-based tools and spirit-led interventions to secure a rapid transformation of our communities. Now, this this is so very long. Uh, that's that's why I like to keep a, a summary of before of you it. before you keep the summary. I, I like the look on your face when you were reading it. It was almost like like talking to the UN. This is this is what we were born to do. Is is it that powerful? I mean. I know you want to give us a summary, but just, just, just I, I like the long one. Is it that powerful? Absolutely. Um, a mission statement should, should, should drive you. If you wake up every day, you read your mission statement, or every time you refer to it, it it's a sense of a compass. It, it tells you where you are today, 
but also if you place it in context of the vision statement, it also alerts you on whether you're on course or, or not on course. And so every day that you live your life, if you have a mission statement that drives your your, your agenda, your choices, your decisions, it, it's, it, sh- it should really spare you on, hey, I am I am on course. Am I allowed to ask you very difficult questions? Absolutely. You're a medical doctor, a, a, a thorough, mm. an expert, a medical practitioner. I didn't hear medicine in your mission. Does it mean medicine is not important to you? Well, so um, this is subsumed in there in the sense that I talk about impacting um, organizations and influencing career professionals. So where medicine would come in is that if um, I engage with you, for instance, as who becomes a client, my, my goal then would be how can I drive you to the best of health so that you can impact your community right so it's it's subsumed in there right and it's not and, and, and again the thing about mission statement is that it shouldn't be designed to make meaning to somebody else right it, it should make meaning first to you right so if you're able to explain it in the context of who you are and what you're about then that's good enough but when you design it to impress someone and yet it does not inspire or bring out the best in you then uh, you've really lost it because your your mission statement is is your 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 life's roadmap your your like a compass of sorts yes and so if you can't understand what it says right. but basically you've done a double pick from someone replicated it you've you've lost the bearing because there can't be, be two <laughs> there can't be two two of of same person two of the same i think I, I i have a relevant quote from victor frank frankel and if you indulge me he says that everyone has a specific vocation or mission in life wherein they cannot be replaced nor can his life be repeated thus everyone's tax is unique as his specific opportunity to implement it if, if, if there's not if there's nothing we can take away from the show there's one thing that is evident that what you seem to be saying is that the mission is not just something that you write and put on the wall and get get um, get yourself excited about. It's something that really is supposed to be the centerpiece, the fulcrum around which your life revolves. Absolutely. So, William, let me ask you this. I get a sense that if you really, really read somebody's mission, you can determine what is important to them and what is not important to them. True. And you can tell what they will do and what they will not do. True. Do you have a summarized version of this mission? You, you wanted to give it us earlier. Let, let's hear it, and then I'm going to ask you about how you even get to write such such wonderful prose or such such a long statement, and what goes into into making that kind of assessment. But give us the summarized version. Well, in summary, I say my life's I exist to be a coach to leaders and an apostle to disciples. Wow. Coach to leaders and an apostle to disciples. So I can call you Apostle William. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a big title. All right. So if you just joined us, it's an apostolic edition of Springboard, <laughs> your virtual university. My name is Albert, and I'm hosting Dr. William Achirifimpong, who's telling us his mission in life. Samir Adami's mission is to produce the Super Morning Show. He lives, eats, and dreams Super Morning Show. Even when you greet him on a Sunday or so forth, this week, then he goes into something about the Super Morning Show. Everybody has something that drives you. You get into it and you are excited. You live for it. You sleep for it. You dream for it. What is it that makes you excited? What is it that you think is that thing that you were born to do? That you do and you you say, listen, even if I'm not paid, this is it. My life fully revolves around this. 
you may be listening tonight and seeing that I like the way William spelled out his mission. I wish I could write out my own mission. I'm going to ask him to walk us through the critical questions that one must ask. What questions must you ask? Is there a methodology? Is there a way that you can travel, a journey you can travel to help you arrive at a statement and say, this is my mission? William, what questions must one ask if you want to be able to summarize your own statement, just like you did with yours? Yes. So, four key uh, questions that um, you need to ask yourself in order to help you craft that mission statement. Number one, who am I? It's a question right. of identity. Right. So what is identify your calling, your assignment? So you are either a pastor, a parent, a chief, a philanthropist. In my case, I'm going to say that I am a husband, I am a father, I am uh, a doctor, I am a head of a facility, I am the head of the heart group, I am a radio show host, I do events emceeing, I... I'm a dog lover. So, so what you list? <laughs> you list all the things that you do, and then begin to aggregate them, or what? So, your 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 role goals would help uh, craft what kind of result, impact, or outcome that, and also help you define a, a, an execution strategy. Right. How would we achieve the results that we want to see in the vision? Right. So, having a sense of what you are called to be or who you are called to be, right. what you exist to be, is important because that is what would define how you achieve that, that purpose. Is there a place for com- com- combinations, combinations and specialization? Uh, absolutely. And, and so, you see that in mine, I have uh, woven in all of it. But you see, in all of it, there's a, you'd get a theme. Right, because I, I've, I've always wondered about Sanjay Gupta of CNN. He's, 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 a, he's a medical he's a practitioner medic, and he's a journalist. He's a, and ask journalist. myself, what is his first quality? What's his first <laughs> love? I, I've, actually, I've actually imagined a situation. It, it, may not be, it may not have been the real situation, but when I'm talking to young people on the road at Springboard who are having battles with their parents mm. in terms of career choices and parents say, become a doctor, the person says, I want to become a journalist. I said, I said to them, Probably Sanjay Gupta wanted to become a journalist, and the parents said, "Listen, you can go to medical school and become a doctor." So he didn't argue. So he went to medical school, became a doctor. After he became a doctor, now he's an adult. So he actually goes on to become a journalist. But the parents were not were not wrong because he becomes a specialist, a journalist, but a medical correspondent of CNN. And so when there's a disease outbreak, he's the first to report on the causals, the 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 the, the, the antecedents, and because he understands because he understands. So he he's, he commands big money and global attention because he's not just a journalist but a specialist journalist is there space for for combinations and what what does this kind of debate do to us when we we begin to look at all the things we can do and the possible combinations of them well um i what what i think really is that um with time we get to understand us ourselves our purpose even better right but that would also not mean that um stop everything and until well someone put it this way he says that the that's a difference between a job and then a vocation a vocation is your calling your mission your assignment some find their vocation early but there are some who start with a job and later when they find their vocation they quit right so and until you find your vocation keep doing your job right 
that explains why somebody can do something for 10 years and one day wake up and say, I, I won't do this anymore. I want to go on to do something else. And yeah. People don't understand. Yeah. Right. First question, who am I? What else do you ask? Well, then you... Give us all four straight up. And all let's right. Then you go on to ask, who do I serve? It's, right. That's a question of community or... Or constituency. Or, or constituency. I, and the political part of me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, any 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 mission should define a target right. um, uh, community or right. group to which the the skills are are relevant. Right. And then three, how do I serve them? And right. that defines the various activities, products, services that you would put in place in order to execute the, the mandate. Okay. The mandate right. that you have. So how am I going to execute it? Then lastly. What are my values? Right. The 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 principles that you hold dear. Right. That you won't bend, break, or change in order to achieve the result. Right. So um, those are the critical ingredients. And when you put you have all of these sorted out, and you put that in the in the framework, um, you begin to have an idea. Um, have uh, a draft, so-called, of your mission statement. Right. And then you can now go to the next stage of how do I polish this to make uh, easy reading or to make it also uh, for me to appreciate it better. Right. So let me, let me, let me take, for instance, if somebody is listening tonight and they are a football coach, my, my team won today, so let me, let me use football. So... Um, if if you are a football coach and you are listening, congrats to my you. Yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, but Chelsea is B. But we are still six. I mean, as for the sixty, even after winning titles, we are still six. All right. So imagine that you are a football coach listening tonight, and you you say, "Who am I?" You say, "I'm a manager. I, I may be. I may, I may also be a parent. I may be a, an usher in church. I may be a counselor to other people. Mm. But my principal assignment is that I'm a football, football manager. manager. Who who do I serve? Then you say you serve your your footballers and their fans. The, the so this would be the players the, and the fans. The team, the players, the fans. So those and, would be the, and the media. The, even if you fight them, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so all the stakeholders yes, in that, that in that you area. Identify those stakeholders. And how do you serve them? So um, first, your, um, your the tactics that you would employ right. uh, in the game. Right. The even the sel- the, the selection of, right. of of players, and that's why sometimes fans go. Uh, <laughs> uh, go uh, uh, against their coaches when they make uh, certain selections. Even your decision on who to buy right. when the the, the transfer sees or the the what do you call that the season is open right. when you can go the to the transfer window. The transfer window right. is open. So you buy players, you build teams, you Absolutely. direct them, and how you, develop you their motivate talent. the 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 team even when they are not performing well. Right. Uh, because we've seen great great uh, managers transform uh, a team B side in the first half to a winning side in the second half and then you begin to wonder wow what happened in the in the in the locker room and that's where the question 4 comes in what happened in the locker room let's go to question 4 in in, in carving your mission what's the fourth question so what are my values what are your values so if the coach is a disciplinarian or he's somebody who drives something like determination mm-hmm. that could be seen in the I mean it was said of Alex Ferguson that you get the hair dryer at halftime right. if you're not playing well. Mm. So they say he's a tough guy, very strong character. Mm. And those could be their values, I suspect. Absolutely. Right. We are discussing vision and uh, mission as we plan our lives. Somebody's about to draw a plan that will make you a continental icon f- over the next 10 years. 
the mission statement is driven by four questions who you are who you serve how you serve them and your values and he says when you write that mission it begins to become the driving force the centerpiece around which your life revolves william what is a, a vision and what's the relationship between a vision and in your mission right so the vision is um a projection or an optimistic end in sight right so literally take it from the word vision what do we want to see ourselves as like 10 years from now yes okay. so you you project into a future date and say that this is who I want to be by that date. Right. Whilst the mission answers the question, why do do I exist now? Right. And who am I now? And how? What do I do in order to achieve that end? Right. So mission is what? What do we want to be, or what do we want to exist see to be. ourselves as? Whilst right. the Sorry, did I? <laughs> the no, vision right. is what we want to see ourselves at at in the next uh, so 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 and so years. But mission is what are we going to do in order to see what we want to see? Right, right. So this is a, a very interesting discussion, and I'm sure when I open the full lines, you will tell me what is your own assignment. What do you feel that you are sent to do? And that's the one question I want to answer tonight. Just why you believe you are here on earth. Don't give me anything technical. <laughs> why are you here? If you don't know why you are here, you can never have an impact. Some people ask you, why are you so excited about what you are doing? Because I believe this is why God put me here. It's the only reason why I love what I do, because I believe I'm called to do it. Why are you here? And that is a question that I would like you to answer when we open the phone lines. And so you're saying that the, the, the mission is about who you are. And the vision is a long-term projection that you make. And so I, Agenda 2027 can be like a vision, vision, a personal vision. Right. So we are building this vision on four pillars. We are looking at the personal, your personal leadership plan. We are looking at your continental leadership plan in the area of your profession. We are looking at your financial I, I leadership. I like that part. Which one? The financial. Uh, yeah, the financial yeah. leadership plan. I mean, you cannot create wealth by accident. Yeah, and this 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 handbook is is so vital. I mean, I haven't seen so much put into one manuscript that defines a sense of purpose and uh, how to live, how an individual can, with intention live their lives to a certain predictable outcome. We've had a lot of calls this week from people who got this this handbook last week. I think that for many people, it is those quiet moments that give them more value than even the public discussions. Mm-hmm. So somebody calls me, a photographer, calls me and says, listen, Reverend, 10 years from now, I will tell my story and say it started from this, this workbook. And I realized that he probably was working at it in the night. And then he was seeing so much possibility. And then suddenly he felt, let me call this man and tell him what is in this book. I mean, I've had CEOs of finance institutions like we had, we had George Fusini last week here with us. And then different people in different professions comment on it. But basically, what we are providing is a tool to help you achieve a goal that we believe everybody, everybody must have. Have you ever had a situation where you had to make a decision and if you were any other person, you would have made a particular decision, but because of your sense of mission, your sense of your values, you made 
a different decision and you look back and you say, well, that's because I am me and I can't be anybody else. I am William. Do you find that sometimes your your mission determines decisions that you make, like who you marry, like professional decisions? Let's talk to people who are listening tonight and find out that and help ourselves to understand whether it's just something you write or it really does, does define the decisions that you make. Well, uh, um, it can nothing can be far from that. Your when you have a, a vision and mission statement, it becomes a guiding in, uh, influence on the decisions you make. And I recall at a, a certain critical stage when I needed to make a decision about uh, um, where what where to work. It was so crucial because I had I had I had certain offers, and the decision I made in favor of the offer I took was based on what what my mission statement was for although in 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 someone else analyzing the same would have gone for a diff, the uh, the other offer right. based on the monetary returns right i went in for an, the, the 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 second one, was one painless yes but right. because i realized that it had a certain growth potential certain impact uh, and certain opportunities that the first one didn't have and for me if i exercise a decision for the financial i would be blowing that opportunity to develop myself because when i when i develop myself i could make that that or catch up if you like if even there's a shortfall how many years ago was this um this was about three to four years ago do you regret absolutely not absolutely wow. not the power of a mission, right? So you are listening tonight. You ask yourself, why, why, why am I here? It's a question that we would like to ask you to answer publicly. Why do you think God put you here? What do you want to see in your life ten years from now? And and William, one of the big things that is on our hearts and minds is the deliberateness about exciting our participants, our listeners, exciting emerging leaders in Ghana about taking over the continent of Africa. I tell you what, we are very, very committed to this simple task. Mm. Challenging emerging leaders from Ghana and saying that, don't just think about being big. Think about taking over Africa. Is it something worth pursuing? And it's... It's so much relevant, especially now, uh, because someone has to, the, the way that, uh, I forget who made that statement. He says that uh, Africa seems to be a, a confused continent. And the only reason why, when you look at the map, it's still standing is because in this confusion, it is not sure whether to fall forwards or backwards. Wow. <laughs> you know, but that can't be our narrative. That can't continue to be the story where the, 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 uh, they keep saying that we, we represent a, a scar on the conscience of the world. We should, there is leadership here. There are people who are, who are capable of bringing change and transformation. But it's happening in small circles because we haven't adequately created that critical mass that is needed to bring a whole continental change. And initiatives like yours, uh, where we are now targeting one million people who, with the right inspiration, with the right knowledge base and tool set, are themselves better positioned in order to take charge of their communities. And in that way, it creates a, a ripple and we impact the whole of Africa. When you stand on the stage and you speak to people at Springboard, do you see people who can potentially take over this continent? Oh, I... I, I <laughs> You see, you see, you see, actually see more than that. 
there, there is fire in the eye, eyes of those who come. And Abba, you know, Springboard is not an entertainment show. So uh, it attracts a certain reflection of, of people. Right. And when they come there, when especially the my most compelling moments are the breakout moments where you have opportunities to engage one-on-one with the participants and people tell you what they are doing and why they came to, to gain further insight to amplify or scale up what they are doing. And it's, it's remarkable. And I believe that if we continue line upon line, here a little, there a little, with what we are doing, that we would reach that critical mass. And the the transformation that uh, Nkrumah talked about, that uh, he had a vision for, w- would can happen in our lifetime. And it would happen through the empowerment uh, of the people. I have Mauli from Adenta on the phone. Mauli, good evening. Good evening, Doc. How are you, sir? Doing very well. How about yourself? Well, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. Mauli, tell me, why do you think God plays you here? Okay, so uh, in the simplest of terms, uh, I'm a king's generational spirit here. I'm just here on earth to help people with creative potential, in the particular in the visual arts, to help them develop their potential and deploy it. That's basically why I'm here. Mauli, thanks for calling in. I'll tell you why. One of the big challenges that we have faced in traveling around the country is young people who believe that visual arts as a course, when they do it, they have no future. And it's it's always a, a we always need to spend extra time with them, assuring them that it is such a great potential. But believe me, William, and believe me, Maoli, some people are literally just trudging along because somebody told them when you do a course like that, you have no future. So may God help you to to empower people in that area. Amen and amen. Amen. Right. Call into the show. Let's talk. What makes you different from the person next to you? I have a quote for you that I would like to share, and it's from it's from Elizabeth uh, from Rosbeth Moscanta, who says, "A vision is not just a picture of what could be; it is an appeal to our better selves, a call to become something more." Uh, William, can you define vision without mentioning the word compelling? I, I like the part that says compelling. You use the word optimistic, but I like the word compelling because it's, it's about the kind of thing that wakes you up at night and you can't sleep. And you are still up at 2 a.m. writing a book and you're asking yourself, who sent you? The vision is what sent you. <laughs> what do you think about the word compelling? Very, very critical. Um, right. That's, you, you ought to de- uh, define vision in a way that compels action. Right. Um, so your vision should move you to implement your your mission right your mission inspires you to live to the vision you're still rolling these two words okay <laughs> william let's talk about vuka this week all the vuka discussion went to vu i refuse to get involved because there's a way in which people can selectively hear but oh. i'll tell you something I, I that was such a big strategy discussion it's amazing that all we found out from it was a little discussion about vu. hello good evening hello good evening albert your name where are you calling from please my name is Moses, calling from Dover. Moses, tell me, why do you think God plays you here? I think I'm here to serve people in the political arena. Wow. Simply as that. As simple as that, you are here to serve people in the political arena? Yes, sir. Have you begun the journey already? Yes, I have. All right, William, let me come back to you. So you've drawn the plan. You've drawn the plan. You are very optimistic. The word you use very powerfully, optimistic. 
but something just just torpedoes it. Somebody says, "Listen, why bother? If if you draw the plan and something can just come and vuka the plan, volatile, uncertain, uh, and what's the complex and and ambiguous can come and just boot the plan out. Why bother to to plan in the first place? Is there a justification for those who say, "Listen, you know what? Don't even bother." What would be your reaction? Um, no. You see the. I let, be, let me take one last okay. call and then you, 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 you round up with us on, on, on VUCA. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening, sir. Your name, where are you calling from, please? I'm Sule, calling from Kitikraji. Ah, Sule, were you the one who called last week? Yes, please. Hey, then we are getting close to seeing you at home. I'm going to be there, definitely. All right, so we'll see you at home. But before that, why do you believe God placed you here? God created me simply to help everybody work. To help you what? the young ones. You will sharpen this a bit more because the, the, the football coach is developing young ones, the teacher is developing young ones, William is developing young ones, everyone is developing young ones. You need to put some some definiteness to it. So next week, let's meet at home. Um, okay. n- not the Saturday, the next week, Saturday, the 11th, I believe. When you meet at home, we'll talk about the details. But good to hear from you again, Sule from Katekrachi. All right, thank you very much. All right, so that, that does it for our phone lines. William, take us home, your final point on vision versus mission. Well, um, so we've tried to uh, bring the distinction between the two words. The vision is bigger, it is futuristic, it is design-oriented, it is the fuel that drives the, the what you're doing, it is the what you want to be. Whilst your mission is the who you are, the why you exist, it is the building block or a performance design that helps you achieve what you want to do. Why are we compelling our our listeners to have a mission statement? Because there are benefits to it, and we'll leave them on that note. A mission statement gives meaning to your life. It, it simplifies your life. It helps you make a decision between what is important and what is not important because it, it filters out the unnecessary parts because you know this is not part of your mission. Right. So it helps focus your life and motivate um, your life. Then it also provides a definition of what success is. You know what? I'll tell you one thing to close. There are sometimes you make a re- you make a decision and nobody agrees with you, mm. but you have peace in your heart because you have a mission and you know you are pursuing that mission. And you say, with time, they will understand why I did what I did. Had Dr. William Ochre Frimpong helping us to unravel the issues. My name is Albert Okran. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233 Zero, zero, zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,